Good morning, afternoon, evening. It's a known phenomenon that creatures do things without knowing the reason why. Birds make nests, compelled by instinct or perhaps some other force. Animals all have sex, not to consciously have spawn, but to satisfy a carnal urge to have sex. We assume it's carnal, perhaps it's spiritual. I don't know, perhaps these cravings of the body are commands by our soul or dictum from some other place. Though dictum and dicta actually mean observation and opinion, like from a judge. So the word I'm looking for is dictate, or a command, or a uh, an order, or a mandate, an edict, which is an official order given in a forceful and unfair way. Maybe more a precept, a rule for behavior based or created out of our moral deliberations. No. We don't think we should have, uh, morally, that we should have sex most of the time. We are given an edict from somewhere to figure out a way for us uh, to make sex happen for us. Under the edicts of materialism, we would argue it's just our endocrine system and we are responding to hormones, but that is a black magic cop-out. Blaming our endocrine system is a, uh, as a cause is an assumption of causation just because there is a correlation with no explicit mechanism other than A plus B apparently occurring coincidentally, therefore A must cause B, which we all know is a logical fallacy and a pretty famous one called the causation correlation fallacy. There's even a Latin name for it. I'm sure we'll be uh, able to hack our hormonal system as bodybuilders do, but that doesn't cause the organic cause. If we have souls, would they be compelling us to have sex? Well, this would imply that they know something that we don't, which is indeed the case for animals like birds and bees. Are bees animals or insects? That uh, we assume are not doing it consciously. Therefore, there is some data, some knowledge that is stored in their or our consciousnesses about why we do the things we do, or at least some of them which we are totally unaware of, or the insects are. How much control do we actually have about what we do? Is free will an illusion? Do bees consciously choose to go gather honey? Is free will tempered uh, with covert commands to do other things from our genetics or wherever that command is stored? Are we given an executive level subconscious command to breed or organize society or whatever we are left to figure out the details of to make uh, that executive order happen? Circumstances are infinite, chaotic, and presumably unpredictable for all life, yet life finds a way, most of it apparently, in an unconscious or lower subconscious manner. Does mold know why it does what it does? Does a blade of grass know why it grows and is what it is? Do you know? <laughs> right? There is a grander algorithm which includes natural selection, but it goes beyond that to the inanimate to the behavior of light and gravity, time, charge, universal constants. Where is all the code of the universe that unfolds stored? Well, we claim that the, uh, the code for life, the code for life is stored in our DNA, but that's a non-answer cop-out. We are clearly more than the sum of our parts. Otherwise, it would be simple to reanimate the dead, like Frankenstein, as all the parts are there. Therefore, most of the time, uh, well, I don't know what I was going to say. There, so there's clearly our overt consciousness and covert subconsciousness. How much of the subconsciousness is 
us? Would we have to pin down the uh, uh, and define the awareness of ourselves, our awake uh, consciousness as us, the thing that I'm referring to, the awake part of you, your mind that you are aware of right now? So the subconscious part of our minds would be uh, alien relatively to that awareness that we sh- that we uh, that we feel as us, our soul. So there it is. I just defined the soul and it exists. It is the conscious part of us that we are aware of. Now, the question is, does it exist independent of our bodies after we are dead? Nihilistic materialism would argue no, but they are arguing from a position of ignorance as they don't know. They are just asserting based on the edicts of the randomly chosen dogmatic monism. Clearly, not all of our desires and actions are based on our overt conscious reasoning. Our awake mind is clearly manipulated by our subconscious mind, which can be manipulated by public relations, advertising, suggestions, the power of suggestions. It's not for debate as it's proven that we are often repeatedly tricked to think we decided something that was pre-decided by some scumbag public relations group or steering committee. So we know that our volition, our will, our choices and desires may not always be organic, and ours, but intentionally planted by others or some other force. We are hackable. We are a hackable creature. We may organically feel hungry when our blood sugars drop and we haven't uh, eaten in a day or so. That is the proper functioning of our endocrine system. Our hormone ghrelin is telling us we should eat and our brain is receiving that signal and triggers the executive order for us to eat or to make it happen based on whatever random circumstances we may find ourselves in at that point. We can consciously override that signal if we are fasting, sometimes, and the signal abates. It goes away. But evil corporations, Big Sugar, Big Pharma, the medical industrial complex, and everyone else who makes money from our gluttony and ill health would not be opposed to our endocrine systems being hacked to the point where we may feel physically ill if we haven't eaten in just a few hours. This is obviously not a proper functioning endocrine system, especially if the person is obese and their brain does not receive the hormone signal that we are full after eating to tell us that we are satiated. The satiation hormone in our endocrine system is, I think, leptin, and it can be blocked. Instead of our uh, our motivation Uh, Our behavior to stop eating and feeling satiated is instead an error and keeps our appetite and maintains the executive order to motivate our behavior to find food and eat the shit out of it. Of course, the endocrine system is way more complicated than what I'm saying. It's a simplistic uh, model of what I'm using, but that's the general idea. We may be conscious. uh, We may consciously know that we should not eat as we just stuffed our faces with two pounds of Chinese food, but our endocrine system is malfunctioning and keeps sending the executive order to get food and eat it. When we're thirsty or tired, the Lilliputians, the little people that make up our bodies, send the executive order to the uh, executive branch of our mind to find water or to go to sleep. My point is that we are constantly receiving signals from the unknown, which motivates our decisions and behaviors. This unknown being from our endocrine system or the intentional manipulation of steering committees, of uh, ad agencies and public relations firms. Given that most of this is happening beyond our conscious uh, awareness, 
our, our awake part of our brain, who's to say if there are other signals that we are also completely unaware of? These signals may be along, uh, along the lines of how to organize our society or uh, like the migrating monarch butterflies. It may be a signal that takes more than one lifetime and something which we may never realize uh, for multiple generations. Where is that type of edict stored? There is a lot of wiggle room, and that may be by design or by natural selection or the gods or aliens or whatever, but our behaviors of trying multiple different things and seeing which is the most successful is a logical methodology, even if it's different groups of people trying different things, such as societies, nations, and political systems. One might argue that societies are Darwinian, but bees have not changed their social structure in eons, whereas humans appear to change our social structures every couple centuries, perhaps or sooner or longer, a little bit around there, approximately. Perhaps bees are just too stupid to change it up. The dinosaurs were. Uh, also, for the uh, globalist garbage that think humans will overpopulate the planet to the point of extinction, why didn't the dinosaurs? The dinosaurs were here for hundreds of millions of years. So why would we if they didn't? If it weren't for that asteroid or alien attack, depending on which model you subscribe to, the dinosaurs would still be here today. Men, really, men, males, generally have interests that are different from women's, and there's nothing wrong with that, which makes me think of the logical inconsistencies of these woke bigots who believe in the stereotype of white privilege while simultaneously not believing in the stereotype of men's and women's interests being disparate, separate. While there is science behind what a man is and what a woman is and their general interests, uh, ad agencies would know this full well, there's no similar science behind what white people are. If there are macro generalizations of different peoples from different parts of the planet, like breeds of dogs, these differences would be interesting to study. But the point might be mute at this point in our civilization, civilization as we are becoming a planet of mutts, or a mulatto, which means hybrids, like a mule, which is a hybrid of a horse and a donkey. Most of the people in Western civilization are hybrids of parents from different parts of the planet. My mom is from Western Europe, and my father is from Northern Europe. So I'm a Euromutt, and as are most of the people in, uh, in the Western civilization, though China may be one of the least ethnically diverse places on the planet, giving their numbers that may bias the data of percentage of hybrids. So back to the Lilliputians and our consciousness. We don't consciously regulate our blood pressure or blood sugar or hormone levels uh, or body temperature or heart rate and all the rest. I need a glass. Just as we don't think about uh, where our fingers go <laughs> when we type, for those who uh, know how to type or when we play musical instruments, or uh, many other automatic tasks like sailors or rock climbers tying common knots or for people, anybody who knows how to ride a bike, they don't really think about it. We have a non-conscious part of our mind that we can slip into and temporarily control like breathing. We can consciously hold our breath, but most of the time we let it go in automatic mode. So there are clearly different levels of consciousness in us. This autopilot mode, um, of our consciousness is not part of our soul, as I defined earlier, which is just the conscious awareness of what's going on, right? It's absolutely at a separate level that, uh, that our conscious perception, but it's not distinct. It appears to be a gradient from awareness to unaware awareness. Some people can apparently pause their heart 
uh, when shooting. Perhaps uh, with practice, many may be able to control their body temperatures or blood pressure or even our endocrine system, but is definitely a different layer of consciousness than the awake part of our minds, the, the, uh, the soul part that I defined earlier. It's a different level of perception. Is perception a form of reality or just an interpretation of reality? The objective materialist would argue that, of course, perception is just an interpretation of reality. You dummy, right? That's what they would say. And I would tend to agree with that, but it may not be the case. So therefore, what is reality? Objective reality is typically defined as something that occurs external to our minds, to us, and uh, that occurs uh, and others agree with or concur to or concur with. But this is the logical fallacy of the mob. And objective is defined as something based on facts. And facts are defined as something <laughs> that is true. And truth is defined as something that is based on facts. So that whole loop is the well-known logical fallacy of circular logic. And the fact that our objective reality is really a construct that occurs inside our skull as the light, sound, other signals from reality are picked up by our transducers, our sensors, our senses. And that signal is literally converted to an electrical signal in our brains, which is sent deep into our minds where it is compiled and interpreted or hallucinated from our imaginarium into this delusion that we perceive as external to us as objective reality. But in reality, it's all happening deep in our skull. So our interpretations of objective reality are actually occurring deep in those melons. Objective reality is really just a sea of data, signals that we have interpreters for, but there very well may be, uh, and most likely is, a lot more going on in objective reality than we have sensors or interpreters for. Just as we are duped by dirtbag uh, magicians and ad agencies, there would be a whole lot of other misinterpretation going on inside our skulls. That people argue objective reality is agreed upon by other people has zero bearing on the truthfulness or realness of something. As we know, the mob can be, and often is, completely wrong. If the mob collectively agree on a falsity, is that mass delusion or just mass error? Some may argue that it, uh, it's impossible as objective reality is defined by what the mob agree to, which is insane given that we know it's a logical fallacy. If a mob tentatively agree on something and agree it is uh, at present the best guess based on evidence at hand, then we have science which is despite claims from the idiots and public health, uh, news media, and government, the, the, the science is never settled, even though they claim it is. Science, by definition, is tentative and based on the best data available. Right. So given this bit of logic, we could infer that objective reality, as defined as what the mob agreed to, should have no precedence or bearing over our interpretation of reality as individuals. It is not more important than my interpretation, but experience should show us that there is validity to confirmation of something from others, as they may have a better signal-to-noise ratio, a better interpretation of the event. They may have seen something that we didn't, or maybe they're not as tired. Maybe they observed something. We didn't observe it. So that may not be... Uh, mm, yeah, it may just be bullshit. <laughs> which, of course, uh, may be a, a compromised node in the network. I don't know. But we do have a lot of noise in this file 
of what is consciousness. Given that many are adding noise to that file by people who ignore logical fallacies, be that religious, philosophers, or potheads, it would not be a leap to think that there were mm, or may be forces intentionally adding noise to this file ad agencies or perhaps something else, which of course overlaps with other woo-woo files like what is soul, what is consciousness. Is that this this noise that's interfering with our interpretation of it, like the wind in the forest, is it organic or is it intentional, like the artificial uh, jammers of a spy, you know, the little box sending out signals trying to jam it, or is it both, perhaps a natural phenomenon that is being amplified by dark forces? by perhaps dark ad agencies. Is ignorance a natural phenomenon? Of course. It is, 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 is intentionally keeping people in the dark an artificial construct. Well, yes. If the force is trying to keep us in the dark on certain files, uh, the question would be why? What, what could their motivation be? If someone is trying to keep a secret from you, they usually know what the truth is, or they may not want to know what the truth is because it conflicts with their perceived notions, and they're threatened by it. Think of burning people at the stake for claiming the world might be a sphere, or that there may be civilizations that other than human in the universe, like Giordano Bruno. So what motivated uh, those people to do such heinous acts? The Pope, the religious people, why did they burn those people? Did the Pope not want people to know the truth? Or was the church so fearful, so threatened that their delusions may be false? Why were the Jews so desperate to kill Jesus, if, if that story is even true? Is it, is it just the idea or fear that someone may influence a bunch of followers to not believe the cult's position any longer? What are our society's cult's beliefs today? What are the taboo that we are not allowed to question? You look at art and history, there may... Uh, there appears to be uh, archetypes of characters in humanity's past, and perhaps older, that are trying to send signals to us in their future. Could be even our future, or perhaps to those yet in our future that we are uh, just the ones in the middle, the, the switch or the router passing the signal on to some host in some distant future. The archetype of the messenger, the prophet, but not the overt messiah types, more the under-the-radar spread spread spectrum, long-distance message types. The, the messages appear to be metaphors, but of course that opens the door on its only meaningful due to the apophenic false interpretation. Perhaps that is the mode that these signals are the ones uh, that manage to use to survive the natural selection of signal loss through time by people who don't want these messages being pervade, pervade, sent. Perhaps there were many more blatant and overt signals that were so obvious that the zealots of the day easily saw and destroyed and were too stupid to interpret the metaphorical signal hidden in the art and stories. Those who watered down their story and hide it in metaphor may have a better chance of the signal getting passed on. Also, it may be too unbelievable for our monkey ancestors to believe it uh, in general, whatever the message or messages are. I'm not, I don't even know. So what would we call this archetype of ancient signal man? Is there a synonym for a signaler? I don't know. Like the animals, they, uh, they have sex without really knowing why in the big picture, right? Did these ancient signals even know that they were sending a signal? Or were they just, you know, be... Uh, having sex with their art, metaphorically, because of some urge from the unknown with no conscious thought that they were sending signals via metaphor to some signals intelligence receiver in the distant future. 
It would almost be more bizarre if they were consciously aware of it. They would surely come off as a nut bar back then, even today. That would also uh, imply a conscious connection to reality that is much greater than my monkey brain is currently capable of handling. Or is it? I mean, if I'm coming up with the narrative, it is self-evident that it's not beyond my monkey brain, if my monkey brain is actually creating the narrative right now. So assuming I'm not receiving a signal from some interdimensional muse that is manifesting this conversation uh, in my flow of consciousness uh, writing, perhaps that is the same mechanism songwriters, sculptors, and all other artists log into or tap into. Or perhaps we are all logging into this muse when we do any form of art, making movies or whatever. Perhaps some of us do and some of us do not. Perhaps some are conscious of it and perhaps some are not. Perhaps no one is or very few are. Or perhaps most of them are. Like in the movies, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, how all the humans called, drawn by the aliens, created images of where they were to go in different forms. Uh, of, of art, like painting, or, or Dustin Hoffman's case, uh, he sculpted mashed potatoes and dirt. I would be, uh, it would be interesting to hear what J. Allen Hynek said, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, what he told Spielberg about that, given that Hynek investigated aliens for the Air Force for decades and was Spielberg's consultant for the movie. Perhaps that it was a form of natural selection of painters and sculptors who made it to the mountain in the movie as the uh, songwriters of the, of the, in the movie that would have been there had a more difficult time communicating the directions to the Devil's Tower in Wyoming using melody. <laughs> of course, if, if using art is a form of communication from the muse to humans, then we could assume that as with all communications, this channel could be flooded with bad data with viruses, with trackers, with misdirections, uh, misdirections. So music sculptors, painting, uh, painters, and poets might be flooded with bad data. So what other forms of communication could there be? Communications in the fabric of reality, the synchronicities of, of Sting and, uh, and Carl Jung, of otherwise meaningless observations of reality, like finding a thing with great symbolism or a great apparent meaning in a circumstance that is incredibly unlikely, which is a flag. Not a red flag, but it's a signal flag. If this is a thing, then we absolutely need judgment to ascertain the validity of these signals. It may be a valid signal, or it may not, or it may be a valid signal that was not intended for us, but another host, so we could or should drop that specific packet. It may be a Trojan horse, a virus, something detrimental for us, or it may be a valid signal that we are intended to receive. If it is a thing, the, the, the meta of it being a signal is a form of communication in itself and would have significant meaning. It would change our perception of our society and reality to a deep level and make our past perceptions of objective reality appear extremely superficial and primitive. Perhaps Close Encounters in the movie uh, being an art form is an instance of this type of signal, and J. Allen Hynek was given an executive order to communicate it to the people. So in his circumstances, he worked with Spielberg to make that happen. If this is a thing, which it may not be, then there may be people around us who are acting as vessels or agents, like in the movie Matrix, which may be another instance of this form of communication, since The Matrix is also a movie which is an art form. Perhaps some of these agents are beneficial 
and are trying to aid us or direct us towards some specific or certain goal. Or perhaps they are malevolent agents fighting us, preventing us from achieving some goal, whatever that goal may be. I don't know. Maybe it's different goals. I would assume there's more than one goal. Or they may be benign, indifferent agents, neither aiding nor attacking. So this begs the question, what would this goal or goals, what would they be? Would they be uh, unique to the individual? From this discourse, it would appear the goal is exploration of consciousness, soul, and reality, as well as the awareness of all other forms of consciousness that may appear uh, to be alien to our modern sensibilities. This is the universal question of science, of religion, of philosophy, and even Monty Python. What the F is this? This reality, this life, this existence, space, time, etc. What is all this stuff? Perhaps we are not all tasked with this detail. Perhaps like bees in the colony, we are all assigned jobs for the greater good that we don't know the mechanism uh, behind this, right? Then it would appear that our lots in life are somehow preordained and some got the short stick, the short end of the stick or not. So what drives us to do what we do in life may be the same mechanism that is beyond my understanding. These ideas have been pondered since before time since before my time, since before everybody's time that's alive uh, today. Uh, if that's the case, then why haven't we cracked the code? Or is our growth of knowledge an internal uh, unfolding of this cold code? Is it an infinite pool to draw from and we are in some grand wild loop? I don't know, but I do know that I enjoy diving into the pool and swimming with the other kooks, the Aldous Huxleys, the Jim Morrisons, and the Dr. J. Allen Hynek's. What happens if we find out uh, it's all just a grand illusion? What happened when we found out the world was a sphere? <laughs>